Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. I am Bodie. I almost, I did. I completely screwed that intro up. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie. I gotta take a breath. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host today. I'm feeling pretty good. It is 4.34 in the afternoon. It is not 10.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night, midnight. I am feeling great because I'm gonna get this podcast out in a reasonable time and I have a reasonable amount of energy which means I also have a little reasonable amount of brain bandwidth. I don't have a lot, but I have a little. So I missed last week, and I have to apologize because I was trying to edit down a uh, Elon Musk. I don't know if you noticed or heard. Elon Musk had uh, an announcement about SpaceX going to Mars. And I was like, well, that'd be an awesome podcast. I can take what he says and then comment on it and put it all into one big giant podcast. And I'm going to be honest with you, A, it was a little bit harder than I thought, and B, it takes a really long time, so I missed my deadline, and I had a bunch of other things going, so I apologize, but what else is there? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I apologize. I did get some feedback today from, not a stranger, from a good friend of mine, Trapper, and I would like to thank Trapper for his feedback, and... Uh, for those of you who don't know, who is everyone except for Trapper? Trapper used to, and I used to be neighbors. Uh, he moved away, and now I miss him. So this is for you, Trapper. No one else will do. And you're in your eyes. They tell me how much you was for trapper all right let's get into it let's get started again i apologize i have no excuses man um missing a week sucks and i'm really sorry but there was just so many other things to do and so many other projects i just could not get enough time to actually sit down and do this the way that i like which is the right way or what i perceive to be the right way which uh you know i know that might be totally off but since trapper is the only one sending me feedback um, if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Send me an email, please, or call. I would really appreciate it. 
So our first <clears throat> story is from Electric, from Fred, Fred Lambert. So this is really cool, and this is why I want to get a power wall. South Australia had a major power outage last week, and Brian Gillespie, who lives in, oh man, Little Eden, something like that? It was a, it was a cool name. Brian Gillespie is a 74-year-old, 4-year-old man who lives in uh, South Australia, obviously. He bought a power wall three weeks prior to this, uh, sorry about that, three weeks prior to this power outage, and he didn't even notice the power was out. He had to go over and open up the stove and see if the light was on in the stove because that's not connected to the power wall, but his lights and his TV and all that stuff that was connected, so he didn't even know that there was a power outage. Um, so here's what he says. I'm not gonna, I was going to do an Australian accent, but I don't, I'm not going to do that after the singing. It was a lovely, I'm um, sorry, it was a love, it was lovely. The power went out everywhere and then we bounced back. And in fact, it was quite funny because we couldn't work out if the power had actually gone out or not because all of our lights are on one circuit. So we realized uh, when we tried the oven light. So that was Mr. Gillespie talking. And probably, he probably has a charming voice, Australian voice. Sounds probably a lot like Margot Robbie or Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, if I had to guess. Anyway, uh, Gillespie on his Powerwall setup can power his house for 10 hours in event of emergency. That's, this is perfect for areas like uh, Phoenix, for instance, because when we have bad monsoons, the power just goes out. Now, I've mentioned before I'm a firefighter. We have a generator at the fire station, so if I'm at work, which has happened a lot, and uh, we hit a big monsoon, I mean, I'm, I'm at work a lot, but I mean, the monsoons happen when I'm at work, tend to, seems like it just falls on those days. Anyway, um, so we have a generator that comes on and, you know, it's business as usual for us. But at home, my poor wife, you know, she has no, no lights, no, like, you know, no electricity, no air conditioning. So, you know, what is she to do? Well, this power wall would help correct that. I don't know if it would run the air conditioning but at least it would give her some lights and uh, we could always get a portable air conditioner into the house so keep the kids cool. But um, I think this is really cool places. Right now, Hurricane Matthew is um, getting ready to tear up the east coast of the United States. That would be a perfect thing for people over there in North Carolina, Florida, that, that, that whole area for them to have to kind of weather out the storm. Especially the people, there are people that are refusing to leave their little island homes during this hurricane, which is supposed to be enormous. So those people may or may not die. Like, why wouldn't you just leave? It's it's, it's an inconvenience at best. Death is permanent. Inconvenience is, is temporary. If all your stuff blows down, you are not going to stop it. So I don't understand. I, I'm moving on. Along the same lines, <clears throat> another Tesla wall story. Hold on, get a drink here. If you haven't told, can't tell, I am hyped up on coffee right now. Along the same lines, Teslarati, Gene over at Teslarati has a story. Uh, Gene, like I know him. That's the only thing that he puts in his articles, Gene. So I don't know what his last name is. Uh, so we got uh, Enico. I hope I'm saying that right. It's a utility in the Netherlands, which we have listeners from the Netherlands. So hello, guten tag. Uh, they want to build a virtual power grid. And they'll pay customers to participate. 
So here's how it works. Uh, they'll give you a discount on, not you specifically, people uh, that live in the Netherlands, they'll give them a discount on their Powerwall. And then in the event of um, high peak electrical traffic, traffic, I don't know, uh, in, the in the event that they're using more power than they can generate, rather than turn on um, fossil fuel burning generators, what it'll do, it'll siphon a small amount from these power grids and it'll make a virtual power storage. So what will happen is they'll take up to 30% from these power walls. So the people who live there, there's a couple benefits. The people who live there, you get a discount on your power wall. And there's contracts for a minimum of five years. So you can get up to $450 every time the utility does this. You can get up to $450 a year, excuse me, 450 euros a year every time the utility does this. So that could go a long way to help paying off your um, your power wall, or at least taking a dent out of it. I think a power wall is like $7,000, and let's say in that time you make $1,500 in five years. That's, you know, that's pretty good. Even if it's $2,500, it, it's, it's more than you would have had if you just would have bought the power wall and put it in your house. So um, those fossil fuel burning generators are called peaker plants and uh, they make sure to you know they fire up when uh, it's peak time so let's see here what that nice say looking at my notes 30 percent minimum of five years so here's a quote from the people at Ineco. grid operators will be able to re replace backup capacity provided by physical power plants by capacity provided by a virtual power plant. Home battery owner owners, on the other hand, uh, will not receive compensation, but will also, but will also c contribute to increasing the sustainability of our, I don't, uh, maybe I took the wrong, doesn't make any sense. Anyway, moving along. Um, Probably shouldn't have read that. I, I don't know where I got that quote from. Uh, there's two articles. Uh, the one I pulled this from was uh, Tesla Roddy, but this might have been from Electric, the quote. Anyway, it has no context here. Uh, Ineco hopes to convince four home, 400 homeowners to participate in what they're calling CrowdNet, uh, which is probably pretty easy since they have 400,000 rooftop solar panels installed on houses, so it, would, it shouldn't be too many people. What is that, like 1%? 10% would be 40,000? Yeah, 1% of the people who have solar to, con to participate in this. Uh, next one. <clears throat> Will Tesla's autopilot become a subscription service? So this is not, this, there's no talk of this. This is just uh, people talking in a chat room. And uh, James Eyre at EV Obsession kind of ran with it but what if Tesla had I think it's a good nice uh, thinking point or talking point what if Tesla said okay well you know what we're not going to it's not going to be a one-time price anymore it's just going to be a subscription service we'll charge you 30 bucks a month for it on one hand you have you have two 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 costs associated with autopilot 
you have the hardware cost and the engineering for that, and then you have the software cost. The hardware cost is a one-time cost, and that's actually paid for by the car. The software cost, however, is ongoing because as Tesla adds more features to autopilot, um, you know, obviously they've already they've already made a commitment to um, instead of just putting those those features in new cars only, they've made a commitment to releasing software updates and having the whole line up to a certain point of like Model S's, all of them have these features as much as they can. If the hardware is not there, they're not going to have those features. So is Tesla making enough money off of this one-time purchase to continue development? Uh, that's an interesting question, I think. Um, here, here's the problem with subscriptions. I have way too many subscriptions. I, I couldn't even tell you how many that I have. Uh, 10, probably easy, easy 10. One of them helps me record this podcast. Uh, one of them helps me post to this podcast. Like that's $42 in subscriptions right there. I have podcast hosting and I have um, Adobe Creative Cloud. That's 42 bucks for me. And that's at a discounted rate. So I don't want another subscription. I don't want to have a, a subscription for my car to for it to drive. I, I don't want to necessarily pay all at once either. Like I don't have, I work five miles from my, I live five miles from my work. So I'm not going to use autopilot to get to work. I will use the features that help people get uh, remain safe while driving, but that that does that's not autopilot. You know the radar features and stuff like that, the braking and stuff, and realizing where everybody is. I'll use those features if I had a Tesla, but I'm not going to tell my car to drive to work. There's no sense in it. I drive five, five, uh, ten minutes to work. Now on the other side of that, when I'm on my off days, I only work. I only drive maybe at most 20 miles from where I live. Like I could be downtown in 10 minutes from my house, downtown Phoenix, maybe 15 minutes from my house if there's no traffic. So like I don't, I don't need autopilot during that time either. But what I do need it for and what I would like it for is doing things like driving in California traffic. Driving in traffic in LA is insane. It'd be really nice to have that feature. So. If they had like a hybrid thing where you could either pay for it, and I know that there are tons of people out there who do a, a lot more driving than I do, but you can either pay for it and those people are satisfied, or I can rent it for a month for 50 bucks or whatever, or uh, subscribe to Autopilot for a month for 50 bucks so that I can go to California, drive around and not feel like, I don't know, stressed. Like it's miserable. I hate driving in LA traffic. It sucks or anywhere in that area, or San Francisco for that matter. Sometimes, um, I haven't been to San Francisco in a while, but we used to drive in San Francisco and that drove me crazy. So because of that, I don't know why Tesla could not offer it uh, as a special, you know, one-time, um, not a one-time, a special like, hey, I'm gonna really be driving a lot during this period. Let me just buy this much time. And that way it helps continue this, the the, the budget for advancing the software and developing, but I don't have to, you know, put up the full nut f for a feature that I'm not going to use, but maybe 30 times the entire time I own the car. So 
not an article so much as it is just a food for thought. And by the way, if uh, uh, Tesla, I almost said Apple, if Tesla used that um, uh, subscription service, if they switch to that, I think they're going to piss off a lot of people. Uh, the people who buy Teslas currently can afford to have that one-time payment for their autopilot, and they're not going to want to be nickeled and dimed to death. But like I said, once the Model 3 comes out, it might be a viable option for people who just want to have it for a certain time period. So the next one is from Autoblog, Sebastian Blanco. And Tesla has, um, they've really come through on their numbers. It's a really impressive thing here. Um, so let's just go through this. Last, I don't know, podcast or maybe two podcasts ago, we talked about how Elon Musk was saying, you know, we really need to push so we can get our numbers. So here's what happened. Third quarter deliveries for 2016 were up over 70% from the second quarter. This means they delivered 24,500 cars versus 14,200 cars. Uh, Tesla only counts cars as delivered if they're actually delivered when all the paperwork is done. There's another 5,500 or so in transit, and those will be counted on to the fourth quarter figures. Um, this is huge, and it's, it looks like Tesla will hit 50,000 50, cars for the second half of 2016. Now, from what I understand, the more than half of those cars were Model Xs, so that's that's good. I mean, it's it, those cars are paying for the development of the Model 3s, and then the Model 3s will come in with that 375,000 waiting list and push those... Um, push Tesla's profit numbers even higher. Now, there's no word on what, um, how much they made in that quarter. That will be released at an earnings call later this month. And uh, we'll cover that when it happens. But, um, let's see. From 2015 to, third quarter 2015, versus third quarter 2016, Tesla delivered 112% more cars than in 2015, which is huge. Uh, this is going to be, you know, 100,000, let's just say, I don't know how many they'll do this year, let's say they do 80,000 cars. That is a long way from the number that they actually need to get to get those Model 3s out the door, because 375,000 people waiting for those cars, and currently, they're only doing, they're only building two cars, and if they make 80,000 of the two cars, you know, how much really can they, how much more can they do at the moment until they, they really ramp up production? There's going to be problem with parts, there's going to be problem uh, with equipment breaking, training new people, so it's going to be, this is going to be, I think, a three or four year process before Tesla is fully up and running with the Model 3. Now is that that's not a bad thing. Like that's that's totally fine. Three or four years is fine because I want them to build a good car and I want to build it the right way. Now uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the Model Xs and how Elon Musk, because of all the problems with the Model X, was sitting at the end of the sleeping at the end of the assembly line and inspecting each Model X. I don't want that to happen with a uh, car that's got higher production numbers or supposed to have higher production numbers. 
I want a good car right out of the gate. So it's okay, and I don't think that people should um, blast Tesla for this, but it's okay for them to slowly ramp up the production of Model 3 cars and not worry too much, I don't think. I mean, I'm not the one in financial fiduciary responsibilities to keep this company afloat. But I would just say the Model 3 is kind of like your handshake to normal people who can actually, who can afford a $35,000 car. That's your handshake to those people. So, you know, don't make it limp and, and weak. Make it a good, nice, strong, firm handshake from me to Tesla. Does that make sense? Am I rambling? I'm rambling. So, yes. Um, yeah, and that's it. That is all of the Tesla news from me today. I do have another podcast that I started. It's called Oblivious, where I review just objects that come into contact to everyday life. Uh, my first one was of the iPhone 7. And my second one, which is I'm, I'm going to record that right after this, is a review of a podcast I really enjoy called Lore. And I just, it, it's a, a ton of stuff. I could review movies, I could review books, I could review podcasts, websites, whatever. It's whatever kind of strikes my fancy that week. Some of it's tech, some of it's not, obviously. So um, I hope you'll go over to iTunes, type in Oblivious, and uh, and find me. That would be really nice if you wanted to check it out. Also on the App Store right now, I have stickers. This is These stickers probably aren't for everyone. These are uh, Kawaii stickers, and I hope I'm saying that right. Um, they're primarily like Japanese, Asian, um, uh, in that style, like a, kind of like anime. They're cute little stickers. I found a really good artist in the Philippines, and she drew some stickers, and she did a great job. So we are selling those at the moment um, on the I iTunes Store. You can go, if you want to check it out, it's Miss, M-I-S-S, Kawaii, K-A-W-A-I-I. And check them out. And if you want a free promo code, because you like them, uh, don't buy them. Just send me a email, tell me your listener, and I will give you a free po promo code to get the stickers. They're only 99 cents, but, you know, whatever. Free is free. And I don't sell your data to collect it or any of that nonsense. You send me an email, it's just like sending your grandma an email. Uh, except for I have a penis. All right, so um, my email address is bodie at 918digital.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, 918digital. You can call and leave a message and tell me what you do or don't like about the show at 918-401-0071. And uh, if you have something to add to the stories or if you want to talk about something completely different, please do. I'd really appreciate it. It helped out the show a lot. And then finally, um, if you want to go to the podcatcher of your choice or podcatcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast and you can write a review, uh, if you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Uh, it'd mean a lot to me. So thanks everybody for listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Two hearts that beat as one.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.